and begin. Hey everyone, I'm Alex. I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast. And the, sorry. <laughs> and the cat is in her room. She is in her room. Shane is going through puberty. And it's been a long week, a long day, as I'm sure it has for all of you. Um, but news on our end, uh, we have found out that I am pregnant again. Whoa. <laughs> Acting surprise. I was going to ask, why are you drinking water? Yeah, drinking water. Uh, found out I am pregnant. Um I was feeling really emotional. Shane and I were driving somewhere in the car last weekend and we started talking about Christmas and then I just started to like cry. Like my eyes teared up, my voice got choked and I was just so excited for Christmas and all of the traditions that come along with it that I just started to cry. And I was like, all right, this is a little abnormal. And so I did a test on that hunch and it was positive. Uh, I'm late for my period. There's really no doubts in my mind, but unlike the first, uh, last pregnancy where I was testing pretty frequently, like every single morning, um, I am not going to test and I haven't tested for about a week and I'm going to see if I can let it go for another week before I take another test. I'm really trying to do this differently, but, uh, Shane, were you surprised at all when I told you? A little bit. Yeah. Just because I didn't think you'd, like, we, we weren't doing it that much, so, but then again, you know, I would never be surprised with the power of my sperm. You are pretty pr- proud of your sperm, but here's the, I want to know who it comes down to. Does it come down to me or you? Well, I have never, <clears throat> I want to word this right. Every time I've ejaculated inside... Oh, Shane. Wait, okay. <laughs> I've never not gotten... Wait. <laughs> I I haven't... Uh, we use the, the coitus interruptus all the time. Okay, here's the way I'll word it. The times we haven't done coitus interruptus, you've gotten pregnant... <laughs> sorry. You've gotten pregnant every time. It's true. It's true. So... Again, but that could be me too. It could be. Maybe it's just the perfect dream team of people com- <laughs> coming together. No pun intended. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, no, so we are pregnant. Um, I got to say, what I found out this time, I was trying to be really cool about it and I was trying to be very relaxed about it and not get excited. But despite myself, I felt very emotional and excited about it and I think that the miscarriage kind of put things in a perspective and reminded me that yeah it is such an amazing thing to be able to get pregnant Uh, and I think that made it the finding out a little bit more special than last time yeah it 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 does make sense when people say the miracle of birth even though there's like billions nobody's there and then all of a sudden you have this person there who's a part of you (laughs) and your love it's pretty neat i would say it's a miracle even though it is an abundant miracle (laughs) yeah Yeah. well i was talking about it with a friend today uh who is in the process of trying to get pregnant and we were just like baffled by all of the people that have you know children that they don't want and things like that because it's like 
it's so hard to get pregnant and then have a, su- a successful pregnancy. Like it, it is so hard. And then you have all these, you know, like the teenagers who do it once and get pregnant or the, you know, the people that don't want babies and they just keep getting pregnant and things like that. And it's like, how are these people so lucky or so fertile? And mm-hmm. then why is it always like, you know, the people who desperately want a baby and then they're having such a hard time or it's you know so difficult and it puts a strain on your life your marriage everything well i guess if you don't want a baby and you have a baby that's pretty unlucky it's not lucky no yeah unlucky for unlucky for them but i mean and the kid yeah and the kid more for the kid i'd say it's a tie (laughs) yeah so do you feel now that we are expecting again this one would be due july 15th Mm -hmm. do you feel like we're just back on track back where we were do you feel like anything is different do you not really feel anything yet like where's your head at as a dad i was more excited this time around just because of the miscarriage but now that the excitement has worn off a little bit i am Back into thinking that it's not entirely real. I'm just focusing on Lou mm-hmm. going about my day. Uh, I sometimes have interesting thoughts such as uh, our family history has a girl-boy uh, past. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering like, oh, I wonder if that was the boy. Like the miscarried baby. The miscarried baby was the boy. And then I wonder if that means it resets and now it's a girl. It's just an interesting thought. That is interesting. You know what? I Okay, so with Lucy, I didn't really, like I had a little bit of morning sickness, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have much morning sickness until I started uh, taking my, like un- to, when I would take my prenatals, I'd get really sick from those every single day and those would make me dry heave and throw up every single day. But without them, I felt pretty good. And then with the last pregnancy, I was feeling really sick and I had really bad morning sickness every day. Mm-hmm. However, now I have not felt really sick at all, like in the morning sickness type way. And I'm wondering if that also means it's a girl because it's already Maybe. more similar to my pregnancy with Lucy. Yeah, I know nothing about old wives tales and if they are old wives tales or if they are scientifically accurate but you might be right you know your body i know it's just it is weird because uh like you said that it doesn't really feel real it doesn't really feel real for me either now that the excitement of finding out we were pregnant has kind of worn off Mm -hmm. now it's like i have to keep reminding myself yeah you're pregnant again it worked like you guys did it and it worked, you're pregnant. And I that goes through my head like 10 times a day. Um, and it's just, it, it is weird. And it's like a surreal feeling because obviously now we know that, you know, miscarriage and pregnancy loss has happened to us. It can happen again to us. And that is scary. And I don't want to live in that world. And I want to live in a world of being excited, but it's, it's hard to be excited. So instead of either, I'm just like kind of floating on this weird plane yeah we already have uh one in the hand you know what i mean with Mm -hmm. baby lou Mm -hmm. so i have a lot of confidence in having one baby so that gives me a little swagger in my step Mm -hmm. you know it's like let's say i was a i'm a millionaire now yeah but if i didn't have a million dollars i'd be like geez i really want a million dollars but now i already have a million dollars 
So having another million is still amazing. I mean, <laughs> I've doubled my net worth. Yeah. But if I don't get the second million, I'm still a millionaire. It's true. So that's I, I that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. I'm not I'm impervious to devastation mm-hmm. at this point in my headspace. And there's a lot of um, you know, there's the that book that everyone loves, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. I kind of have that going on right now. Have you ever read that book? The the title's enough. For me. <laughs> a lot of, that goes with headlines and stuff too. That's kind of how I consume my news. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Trump won. Yeah, that's old news, I guess. But I'm just giving an example. <laughs> Do you have swagger in your step now? Because, you know, you get some moms who are like, Alex, take your time. You know, it might not work out. And then you're like, boom, pregnant again. <laughs> No, because it's still just really scary. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still just kind of nervous, you know? Because I haven't really told anybody, and I know I'm we're talking about it on the podcast right now, but I'm not going to, you know, make any posts about it on my Instagram for until I take another test. So, in like, like I said, another week or so. Um, but I think, like, secretly in my head, I, I do or I try to remind myself, it's all right. Like, be happy. Like, be... Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I try to remind myself to kind of have that swagger, but it's it's hard to just naturally. So you talked a pretty good game before, like, oh, the second I find out I'm pregnant, boom, I'm going to post about it. Mm-hmm. Now, have you taken a little bit of heat off that fastball? Um, only because I I only took one test. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going you to... You took a couple tests, so let's be... 100. No, I took one, like, real test. I took one where the ink like smudged immediately after I took it. And it was I, enough for you to say, I'm pregnant to me. Yeah, to you. Because I was pretty sure, but then I wasn't positive. So I mm. took one, tw- another one 12 hours later just to make sure. You think the man you love would get the uh, most <laughs> accurate information. <laughs> and then I just said, you know what? I want to uh, take it easy on myself this time. Because somebody had suggested that. Like somebody... um when I was trying to figure out when I was in the two week wait for the last pregnancy, somebody was like, chill if you can, try not to test until a week or two after your missed period. And I was like, what the heck? Like, there's no way I can do that. I'm too antsy. And then all of the nerves, like I was testing every day. I was analyzing how dark the lines were, how light they were. And it was brutal. And I was in a terrible headspace. And so I'm trying, I'm really trying to do what that person said uh, and just be chill. And then when I take that second test, that's a week or two after my missed period, I will announce it on my Facebook or my Facebook, my Instagram. The Facebook. The Facebook. It's all Facebook now, right? And you've told all your friends. You've told all the parents. Like, Yeah. You played it like you didn't really tell anyone. You've told no, everyone. No, but I mean like the greater, uh, this family tree community there. Oh, they're cool. And now it's just the podcasters that are hearing. So if you're not a close friend, you're not a podcast listener, you're a sucker and you get to hear the news two weeks late. There definitely is an advantage to listening to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a person who considers pregnancy news from someone you've never met, an advantage. There's a huge advantage to listening. Do we want to do a because we do have a caller. We do have a caller. Uh, we're going to wait a little bit because I want to get into that topic separately. But uh, we do have writing questions as well. So do you want to hit a couple of those? Okay. And then we can talk about potty training. Yes. Okay. Which is what the caller's for. Right. 
Um, so yeah, we do have an expert caller on potty training. So question number one, how do I take care of myself in more tangible ways during this season in motherhood? I left the question as is because I want to get your take on what it means. Hit me one more time. How do I take care of myself in more tangible ways during this season in motherhood? Hmm. Do- <laughs> Kaylee. So tangible you- means like things you can do real like don't not meditating okay i was going to suggest this to you actually and this if to the person who asked this question if i'm way off base i'm sorry but i find a lot of people they try to uh, take care of themselves the best through the week and then on the weekends they they'll eat a bit a little bit more fun Mm -hmm. i was going to suggest to you what if we went to the gym on the weekend 100 percent you would do that? 100%. Because I do not have the time to go during the week. And now that I'm at work, I feel guilty if right after work, I bring Lucy and put her in the daycare at the gym while I work out because I'm not spending time with her. Yeah. Like, I want to see her. She's my priority. Um, so it's been really hard. And I haven't worked out in months. I would love to do that. Okay. So we can go to the gym. We can on... go Saturday mornings or something. Okay. And we have this idea to have a no phone Sunday thing so we'll put our phones in like a box and then maybe we can just glance at the phone every three hours or something just in case your mom has some question or something yeah yeah well we can set times and be like at the beginning of Lucy's nap time we can we can check our phones and again before dinner or something sure uh we talked about that a little bit last week actually and I'm glad you like thought about a little bit because I haven't thought about it beyond oh I wonder if we're gonna do it and uh, I'm happy you brought up that idea. So do you want, are we going to try this tomorrow? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm very excited about that. And we'll next weekend we'll go to the gym. Yeah, that's perfect. Just one hour of activity. Uh, today we went bowling, which isn't the most. <laughs> I was sweating. Yeah, yeah, we were sweating. If you're looking to for something productive that you can do with your partner where you're doing something together, where you're connecting... Going to the gym together is a great idea. Like you and I worked out all the time together um, before our wedding. Like, you know, leading up to our wedding, we went to the gym constantly together. And that was after the initial uh, learning how to work out together, like learning each other's ticks in the gym and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, your tick being you don't like being told anything. That was my, (laughs) when I learned, you wanted me to help you, but you also thought you knew things. I know things. In the gym, though. You thought you... Yeah, I know things in the gym. Okay. Certain things. Okay. But you did tell me other things that I didn't know that I uh, was getting frustrated with. And I apologize mm-hmm. for that. Teachers don't like being taught is what I've realized. Mm-hmm. And you're a teacher. I, I like learning, too, though. And you know that about me. I like, I'm a learner. On your own terms, though. Ah. Uh, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. What's a good thing? Like a lot of women, I think they want their face to look good. What do you put oh. on your face to make it look good? I love getting a facial and I like going and spending. Oh, my favorite way for, uh, you know, showing self-care to myself is going to Sephora and getting some really good skincare. And is that cheap though? Like what no. if we, have, we could have some people who are really destitute listening to this podcast. It's a free podcast. It's true. What for those penny pinchers out there? 
what's a good way to treat yourself that doesn't involve a gym membership or something okay well if if you're on a budget the some of my favorite products um come from shoppers drug mart uh which are really reasonable um Mm. but check out the pixie line whether you are pregnant or not pregnant generally the whole line is safe um so i could use that entire line for my pregnancy with lucy they have beautiful skincare products and they honestly make you glow they feel so good and it just feels nice like sit in the bath with something on your face a glass of wine Mm -hmm. so that's good so i'd say bath time if you like that too okay what else do we have all right our next question what has been the stage of lose life okay sorry what has been the stage of lose life that each of you have enjoyed the most um I really loved the like six month stage when she was just getting into foods and like, you know, sitting up on her own. She didn't really cry much at that stage. She was like a really happy baby. Um, And she was just like really trying to do new things. And she was uh, very adorable. I loved that. But I love the stage she's at now the most. And I think I've said that with every new stage she's hit. Recently, I love the stage she's at because she has been sleeping from bedtime until like 630 to 7 in the morning nonstop, which has been absolutely beautiful. Uh, But she's hilarious. Like I spend my entire day laughing and it's just it's so interesting to see what makes her tick, what she likes, how she learns things to to see her like actually show me affection because she wants to is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I love the stage she's at now so much. What about you? Yeah, now now is the best phase. I'm not a huge baby guy. Like newborn? Yeah, just a blob sitting there. I like earning the <laughs> the respect. Her earning your respect or you you're, you earning her respect? Both. Yeah, you no, know? that's fair. That's fair. You guys, I have to say, like, you guys were, you had so many cute moments when she was a baby because you took that first month of postpartum off with me, which was amazing. Um, yeah, I like my baby too. Like, I like my baby yes. the best, but I like my toddler even better. And I like my four to six year old even better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I don't have. So I'm looking forward to Lou <laughs> dribbling a basketball, shooting a basketball. Yeah talking to me having a little conversation well she talks to us a hell of a lot now we just can't understand mm-hmm. a word she's saying yeah but she's adding new words every day too you showed her how to flush a toilet you showed her how to put mm-hmm. the crayons in the right way today and then she started doing that like i just find it yeah. so fascinating to watch how she picks up on all those things it's very cool well i wanted to take lou bo- we took lou bowling <laughs> today and that was she's a little underage to be at the bowling alley but i'm trying to force it a little bit and it was pretty adorable so shane had like we had the bumpers and then shane had those things that you roll the ball down on and then lucy would go like shane would hold it there and then lucy would go and just push the ball down the thing and then watch it and then shane started saying go 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 and then lucy started saying go 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 and it was the cutest thing ever like it was very adorable it was i love those moments next question how do you find time for each other now that lou's older so shane gets home late just one easy thing shane gets home late uh during the weekdays um and even on the weekend he and i are just used to eating dinner late so 8 p.m yeah yeah so we always wait uh to eat dinner together like i actually don't neither one of us we don't eat dinner with lucy maybe we'll have snacks while she's eating but shane and i eat dinner together every single day and that is something that's so little and so easy to do 
with your spouse to make time for each other. Another thing, as we said a lot last week, get a babysitter. Get a babysitter, even if it's just for a couple hours during the day, and go do something. Get out of the house. Go to a cafe, go to a movie, go for lunch, or drop the kid off at grandma and grandpa's. We are lucky enough to uh, live pretty close to relatives, so I'll drop Lucy off at my parents' house, and Shane and I might even just hang at home and honestly take advantage of the other people in your life. Well, we've been doing a move, and not a lot of people can probably do this move, but where we will drop Lou off at your parents' place, have her sleep, and then we will go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And then come back and go to your parents' place, pick up Lou, but keep her sleeping in your arms, drive her home while she's sleeping, and place her back in the crib, and then she just falls back. I was so scared to do that move initially, and then a few of my friends had done it. Um, But it is amazing. What's that move called? I don't know. We just call it the sleepy transfer. But like my my travel crib set up at my parents' house, uh, I have a lollipop baby monitor set up at their house and that one I can watch on my phone so if there is an issue I can like tune in no matter where Shane and I are uh and we just put her to bed there go out and then it's amazing and then it doesn't even impact her sleep I was so nervous about it but it's been the best thing uh that we've done and if you're nervous about it just try it and go into trying it with the mindset of, you know what, this might not work. My baby's sleep might be totally impacted and it might ruin our night, but at least we're giving it a shot. Yeah, you never know. Do you have any other ways um, that you'd say would be a good way to spend time with your spouse now that babies are getting older, things like that? Well, just find what you both enjoy, whether it's watching movies or playing video games or sports, and do those things. Mm Mm-hmm. For, for us, we like playing video games, which is yep. good to do indoors. So we have a video game that we like called Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> and we we played it almost every night this week. Because <laughs> well, we have a projector in our mm-hmm. bedroom. So we get all cozy and ready for bed. We sit in bed and we play Toe Jam and Earl. Mm-hmm. And it's a blast. And honestly, in the moment, I don't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And then I get salty on the weekend when I realize we haven't gotten intimate all week. But... I love toe jam. Are you scared of it now, though? Because I'm quite critical of your gameplay. Shane gets so annoying sometimes when we play because... So we'll be playing toe jam and Earl, okay? And I have progressed like crazy. I've gotten so much better. And you need to admit that. I am very good now. And Shane, like... Okay, I'll be watching his screen... And, you know, like he bumps into a little devil guy. They take your life away. And then he goes and two seconds later, he eats a cabbage. And Toe Jam and Earl only like junk food. They don't like any healthy food. So then Shane eats the cabbage and he throws up and he gets sick and everything. His life bar goes down even more. And then I'm just, you know, I don't say anything. I just keep playing my game. I bump into a red devil. Shane goes, oh, Alex. Alex, what was that, that that's for? Not true. You, that's first not all, true. You, sometimes you will make mistakes that strategically make no sense. I did that yesterday when I left the safety of the elevator. There was several times where you <laughs> went into the bushes, had the bowling ball kill good characters on us. After I said, don't go in the bushes, a bowling ball will pop out and kill the good characters. I told you to stay in the elevator uh, because if you left, you would die. You left the elevator 
and then died. I told you not to pick up the money that I needed because I needed that money to pay the opera singer to protect you, to save your life. You did none of those things. And I know the people listening really love this. I was, well, was right going to say, I, we might be doing the game a favor, that or a terrible, mm-hmm. terrible opposite of a favor. But it's a fun game. It is a fun game. And I'm sorry because I don't, I love playing with you. And I don't want you to not have fun playing. And when I am <laughs> yelling at you, I'm... <laughs> I'm doing it with love. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not actually angry with you. And oh. here's the thing, just to the <laughs> listeners, like, okay, just to know how stressful it is. So Shane and I can beat the game handedly on hard mode, okay? Handedly, guys. It's And it's hard. And we're just so good at it. So now the creators of the game are like, all right, you know, we need to make this even harder for the pros out there like us. So they put an extreme hard mode and it's impossible. So we can't get past level 11 right now. And it's just, it's absolutely insane. Lou took a three hour nap today while you were at a wedding shower. I spent the entire three hours trying to beat it. I figured you did. I wasn't going to ask, but that's what I I knew you were going to do that. And I'm happy for you. It was so addicting though. (laughs) Every time I lost, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Next question. (laughs) All right. How long should women wait to be pregnant after miscarriage? So we addressed this in our last podcast. Go check that out. We speak to a midwife. Uh, She does speak to my situation, but you know, you could use that in asking questions to your own doctors. Doctors say to wait between one and three cycles. So you should be getting your period one, two or three times. Uh, However, this, these are family doctors generally that I've heard from. Um, and I asked my family doctor why, because I like to be educated and I like to know, you know, the impact of certain things. And she said, well, it can increase your chances of miscarriage. And I said, oh my goodness, how does it do that? And she said, just, just that's what happens. Don't look it up. That's the deal. And I was like, all right, this is fishy. So then I started contacting OBs, like OBGYNs, midwives, uh, researching a lot of studies, things like that. And that is actually um, old school, old wives tale type advice. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a thing. Well, I went to the Miscarriage Institute yeah. online and it said that there's no proof of that happening. And in fact, uh, statistically, pregnancies go full term more after a miscarriage mm-hmm. than just regular pregnancies. I think the reason they say that is just in case you mentally aren't ready to have a baby. We just want to be pregnant, so we were ready, um, and I didn't even wait a single cycle. We got pregnant before I even had my period again. But always check with your doctor because you might have you know, different circumstances. I know that it's not recommended, obviously. Um, you should not be having sex if you're not done bleeding from your miscarriage. Uh, that's for sure and you need to wait until everything has left your body before you can conceive again so get an ultrasound add an ultrasound in the hospital uh, and they confirmed that there was no longer an embryonic sac not sog Uh, so I knew we were in the clear but make sure you're good and then there's no medical reason to wait according to the OBs and the studies that I've read okay next question has Lucy ever fought diaper changes? Yeah, she has actually. 
lots constantly because sometimes i think she thinks a diaper change means we're putting her to bed uh so she'll she'll really fight it she's fought just putting pants on she's gone crazy like she didn't want her coat on Uh, all those things anything that's going to change the state she's in she sometimes doesn't like Mm -hmm. and today was a great example of her freaking out over changing anything that she was doing if she was playing with her blocks and you wanted to have her go eat she would try to pretend to hurt herself yeah because that's her new move like flailing on the ground but do you notice how careful (laughs) she is not to hurt herself yeah like if it's on like a padded floor she'll go really hard because she knows she can but if it's the wood floor she'll brace herself and act like she's hurting herself so lucy will like run with her hands in the air screaming she's like and then she will go on her toes and like stop her step and then allow herself to fall forward and then just be so dramatic like Mm -hmm. the most dramatic and i don't know where this came from it must be innate like i bet all kids do this they they must and mm-hmm. that that's what i i think and i find out with so many little things that i that lucy does that i think are unique to her mm-hmm. you know they're unique to everybody making them not unique at all uh but it's hilarious to watch and that's another reason i like the stage it's very annoying and it's hard when mm-hmm. you're trying to get on with your day and trying to do something but it's also very hilarious to watch mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy because i'm a lot i'm not bragging here but i'm a lot stronger than lucy so when <laughs> she's freaking out and trying to kick away from the diaper i'll just put it on her because i'm strong like i am the strongest man in the world compared to lucy let's see these no not you to to lou <laughs> i was just gonna feel it's like how every kid thinks their dad can beat up anyone's dad Lou's going to think that because I can get her diaper on her so well when she doesn't want it on. Yeah. And maybe that's a bad tactic. I don't know. Maybe you got to be a little more suave. No, I I'm try. just like, no, here, no. And then I'll just get it on her. I try to be suave. I try to like, distract her. I try to sing happy songs. She doesn't give an F. She does not care at all. And if she's choosing to be upset, she is going to see that through. Yeah. So I think that's the best method. And if I'm putting her pants on and she flips around and she goes in her stomach to avoid it, I'll just reverse. I have put her diaper on backwards so many times. Yeah. yeah so like she'll be on her hands and knees and then I'll do her diaper up while she's like turned away from me on her yeah. hands and knees. And it, yeah, that's a skill that I think. Because uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I watch certain people put clothes on babies. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And it is painful to watch. Like, they're trying to do it so perfect, and it's painful. And I think you know who I'm talking about. I do. But still. All right, the next question. How did miscarriage affect you individually and as a couple? Individually, for me, I I faced, uh, you know, a lot of sadness, uh, which, I you know, Shane experienced too. But I, I think for me, there was just obviously more constant reminders every day as, you know, you're seeing everything happen. So that was really hard. Um, but I, honestly, I think we're on the same page. The in, For the majority of it, I, I think we're really on the same page in how we were feeling. Yeah, I'm sad if you're sad. Mm-hmm. So I was as sad as you were. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't as sad, I would have been less sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, your, our moods really uh, rub off on each other. And I think in regards to like most things in life... Mm-hmm. Uh, we are generally feeling the exact same way. Yeah. Like about everything. 
But now we're cool. You're pregnant. <laughs> we are feeling pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Do you think having a second child will harm your career? So uh, having one child harms my career in the sense that I can't do as much and commit to as many things as I used to be able to. Um, and that some of my peers without families, without husbands, without kids can do. So like I'll see um, people I know that are doing the same job as me trying to get a full-time position to be a teacher. Uh, and they are able to coach every team, stay until eight o'clock at different clubs. And <clears throat> I was able to do that. And I did do that for years and years. Uh, I'm unable to now just with one kid. I was unable to, when I got pregnant, I had to quit uh, my coaching gigs because it was just too much to take on. So having one harms my career in that sense. Uh, and having two in that sense will as well, I think, for sure. I think it'd be silly uh, to think that it wouldn't. What about you, Shane? Because like for men too, I mean, it's, you know, commitment on weekends, everything like that. Do you think um, it has an I impact? I guess just extracurricular yeah. work because I do a lot of freelance stuff and podcasts and things. But I find my friend always used to tell me if you want to find somebody who's going to actually get things done, give it to someone who has – give the job to someone who has very little time because someone who has very little time manages their time well. So that's the only difference. When I had more time, I was – partying more and doing other things to procrastinate mm -hmm. you can't procrastinate as much when you don't have that time so it doesn't really affect me at all it makes me more proficient in work mm -hmm. no and you used to tell me that too and uh you were the first person that told me that and i have been finding it to be so true like if it's summertime i'm a teacher so i have summers off mm -hmm. if it's summertime i'm a little more leisurely and then the second school hits and my time just kind of goes out the window i do find i get more done and i am more on top of things there you have it smoking pot while nursing not something i've done uh we have had on another podcast uh go check a woman from mom's hamilton come on and she is a cannabis mom uh she is happy to talk about it you can follow her ask her questions about it she is more than happy to discuss uh, studies that have been done and um, talks that she's had with doctors, events that she's hosted that directly relate to smoking cannabis and nursing or just being a mom in general. Um, I haven't uh, since having Lou and obviously I'm pregnant again, <laughs> so that's out the window. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally comfortable just not and, uh, you know, to each their own, I've, I've heard that it's basically the same as having a glass of wine. So, you know, do not smoke and then nurse after, but I don't want to disseminate any advice because I don't know, uh, go ask people who, who do know. Yeah. We're not big weed people as much as I would love to be a weed person. Like it just one sounds cool. I don't, not even that. It just sounds, sounds relaxing. Are you kidding me? It sounds so chill and cool and relaxing. Like, yeah, it's it, like I'd love to be like Seth Rogen, like getting high and like get being productive. <laughs> and but I just I get all the worst effects of weed. So a lot of people think I would be a weed person. Like the tats, the facial hair. No, I think what happened was you and I had a house party once, and we had a room where we allowed people to smoke weed within our house. 
So I think people thought... Way before Lou. Yeah. I think that people thought that it meant we smoke weed a ton or something. Do you think that they thought that that was like a room that we smoked weed in in our house? Yeah, I do. But it's (laughs) funny, like... uh, my my buddy uh, who I work with and I also do another podcast with, he's always like, Shane, you smoke weed all the time. I'm like, I haven't smoked <laughs> in two years, like a, a, at all. And when I do, it was just to like at a party, somebody handed it to me. Like I've never purchased weed. I've never like, I've never known a drug dealer before it was legal. So I am the worst weed guy just as yeah. a side note. But it was funny because like this party that Shane and I had, it was a housewarming party for our very first house together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we like had no furniture. Um, Shane's one buddy even came into our house and made fun of us for Called having... it a frat house. <laughs> we had one, uh, I wouldn't even, it's not even a couch. It's just a big chair that we sat on. We never had a couch while we were at that house. No, we didn't. Um, but then, yeah, we had one totally empty room. So we're like, you know what? It's the middle of winter. We would put on some cool music and left them to their own devices. So because of that, rumors have uh, stuck. But no, not weed people. Uh, if you want to know about cannabis and things like nursing, again, ask the people who know. Next question. Finding supportive group of mom friends. I think that's for you. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to find a supportive group of mom friends, Shaney? I would love to. I don't think they'd have me. <laughs> Um, so I found out about, uh, you know, mom groups just from going to cafes when I first started my mat leave. Weed cafes? Regular cafes, coffee. Um, and then, you know, they'd put posters up about mommy's day or free coffee for moms on Monday mornings, things like that. And that was amazing. I showed up to one and then it turned out to be this huge thing. And I met so, so many amazing women, um, who I now have actual real friendships with, uh, who I care about, who I I hope care about me. Um, And it's just, it's become this amazing thing. So check out if you live in Canada or the States, um, the Moms Toronto group, they're, you know, my city and Moms Hamilton, but they have subsidiaries uh, in different cities. You can start your own if you're interested in something like that, but just get out there. If you are sitting at home on mat leave, every day just wishing that you could do something or being bored like I know so many women who are bored on mat leave uh and I feel so much for them because I had so much fun like I had so much fun and I didn't have enough hours in the day because I was just always out doing something every single day of the week there was somebody willing to get together and join you at the park and because of that Lucy got out more and Lucy had I think more opportunities to you know, practice walking, practice crawling, practice talking now that her and her friends are getting a little older. Like it's been really good for, for everybody involved, kids and the parents. Our last question, Shane, toxic parents around your child. I have two, my father and my mother-in-law best course of action. I don't know what you mean by toxic. Like, cause that can mean so many things. So we'll just, we'll try to do this as best we can. Yes. Stern words spoken calmly. Mm-hmm. are very effective arguments in the heat of passion yeah. or as it's going on is the worst way to get results yeah um but yeah i think and honestly like we've dealt with a family member who was smoking and then wanting to hold lucy and things like that i mean art can be very difficult 
but you just need to say things directly so with that person we just said look you can't hold the baby like you just smoked a cigarette outside and mm-hmm. that's all i can smell now on you so you're you're not going to hold lucy i'm sorry yeah and you just explain yourself and that's it and if they're trying to impose viewpoints uh we know another person who was trying to tell us that we we're making mistakes like in person about getting new vaccinated things like that or you might have people saying "Ooh, don't do baby led weaning it's dangerous you know stick to purees or it's your kid you just need to look them directly in the eye lovingly and politely but with you know so they know how serious you are just say look this is what we're doing you may have done it differently that's fine please don't say anything mm-hmm. and like i've done that with my own mom and she's been great about it and uh responded really well to that oh once your mom got on me about baby led weaning i went lorna shut up <laughs> that did not happen <laughs> i'd love to see that one day um okay next all right question. so today was a big day in our house so what happened today that was a bit of a milestone um we bought a potty we bought a potty it hasn't been used yet but we bought a potty and i think that's a good step forward and lou is loving it she is loving it like she is having so much fun with it so they had like all these different kinds of potties you know different colors they had cute pink ones they had some with frogs in them but we went with the most plain normal looking potty there's as little differences as there can be between that and the regular toilet it even makes a very realistic flushing noise even though there's no water to flush uh so we got it we brought it home we got lucy naked right the second we put it together and i took a pee and i put her on the potty in front of me and uh she started pointing to me and saying pee pee then i pointed to her and said pee pee and we're just gonna really casually begin potty training yeah, I uh, took a pee in front of Lucy. Also, I sat down. I normally yeah, don't. I saw that. I normally don't do that. I appreciated that. But I wanted her to know that's how you do it. Yeah, it was very cute. So now we have a little book there. So uh, she was sitting there uh, today when we got home from bowling, and she was sitting on the potty for like five minutes, just flipping through her book. And I thought maybe just by accident she might go, but she didn't. But that would have been a great learning experience. But Shane and I really have uh, no idea at this point about potty training. We know that we want to start now. We know that we want to start very casually. Um, we don't want to put too much pressure on Lucy. And we want to make it like a fun thing. We don't want her to get stressed out about it. Because I hear and from what I have read, uh, that only leads to kids being scared of the potty it leads to delays in potty training and it can lead to accidents but we have a potty expert we do have a potty expert her name is Agata. so we are going to give her a call and i'm hoping that she can help set us out on the right path can i try and say that name yeah it's Agata. 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 yeah it's polish i got it i'm assuming she's polish but that's a very polish name okay hello hey Agata. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for taking our call tonight. We're really excited to hear from you. No worries. Thanks for having me. So, Agata, you are a potty training consultant, correct? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? 
Yes. So basically, um, I work with parents as a consultant and I walk them through the potty training journey, whatever that might be for them. So people can reach out to me and um, I can write them a whole potty training plan or I can just chat with them about um, problems and troubleshooting as they go. Okay. So I didn't really like when I first had Lou, I knew potty training could be a big, scary thing. But uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really anticipate it because, you know, I had so many other things to deal with. Then we went through baby-led weaning and I dealt with consultants and experts during that. And now yeah. with this new phase, it is also scary as hell. In a sense. It is. Um, Shane and I just bought Lou's first potty today. Sweet. We were just explaining uh, on the podcast how we've been like just sitting her on it when either one of us go to the bathroom we have a little book there but today is day one like we are starting from scratch and neither one of us really know anything about potty training so we're hoping you give us a little crash beginner course in potty training uh starting with my first question lucy is 18 months is that an okay time to begin Um, so basically there's not really an age, but you do want to look for some readiness cues. You want to make sure that they are cognitively ready and physically ready. Mm -hmm. Um, so some things that you want to look for are, um, does her body language change? Are you able to tell when she's peeing or when she's having a poop? Sometimes you, you can just tell by their face. Sometimes they'll even go to like a hiding spot, like behind the couch or behind the TV or something. They have like a spot that they go to. Mm-hmm. Um, other times they'll sort of start noticing that they're soiled, that they're dirty and they want their diaper off. So those are all really good signs that they're starting to have that body awareness that um, something in their body is happening because that would be a good um, trigger to then prompt them to go to the potty mm-hmm. um so there's really not an age um some kids are totally as ready as young as 18 months but some kids aren't ready until three and and that's totally okay and there's absolutely no rush you can definitely start working on some pre-toileting some readiness skills if she doesn't have all those um readiness skills ready yet sorry so what do you mean by pre-toileting like what are those skills Uh, So just thinking about skills like, can she imitate you guys? If you show her to do certain things, is she able to do the same? Um, Sitting on the potty, for example, if you ask her to do that, can she imitate? Is Mm -hmm. she able to reliably answer yes or no around other things? Um, Is she able to just sit on the potty for a couple minutes? Because sometimes when you're starting training initially, it doesn't, they don't just sit down and go it takes a little bit of time to relax their body relax their muscles so is she able to sit on that potty for a couple of minutes so maybe that's where you start um how is your cooperation otherwise um if you're struggling through some of those terrible twos some kids hit that a little bit earlier then maybe you need to work a little bit on some cooperation first um and some other things like pulling her pants on and off to help her when it is time to go to not have an accident because she was a, wasn't able to, you know, get her pants off fast enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like today, for example, so we bought this potty, we put it together mm-hmm. and then we were practicing 
like well we sorry we were not practicing we were going to the bathroom and then every time yep. we went to the bathroom we'd bring her in and she'd sit on her potty and be like yes. watching us be going to the bathroom and then after we flush we'll try to get her to flush her little toilet so like she's doing that so i i think those are signs of readiness would that would yes. you consider that yeah okay. totally so one thing you can add to that is um when she does go in her diaper have her help with like dumping the poop into the big toilet and flush it so that she sees that the poop goes somewhere other than her diaper so that's another good uh, so like so like have her like watch us like scrape it off into the toilet the real toilet Yeah. yeah Obviously, like if it's really mushy, don't do that. But if it's like a good solid one that you can easily plop into the toilet, then um, yeah, yeah, plops away. Okay. Would there be any advantage in putting the diaper poop into her potty? Um, you could, but it would probably get pretty messy for you guys. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go that route, you totally could. But I also totally get if that's not something you want to do because it does get messy. Um, putting a little water into the bottom of the potty helps because then it doesn't I was gonna stick. Ask about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because Lucy's poops generally pretty, uh, pretty soft and gross. So yeah, I think we need that. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips? So for two people starting out, like we're just starting this potty training journey. Like I said, we don't know much at all. Are there any tips that you'd give us uh, ahead of this? Um, honestly, just make sure that you are ready, um, that everyone is on the same page. So um, you guys, both of you use the same instructions. You follow the same plan. If she goes to daycare, if she goes to grandma's house, all the environments all the caregivers that are involved in her care, uh, make sure that they're all on the same page and know your plan and are following it the same way, regardless of what that plan is. Well, we don't have a plan. We haven't even gotten that far. So like, okay. what steps do we need to take to Okay, to so train? maybe well, your first steps is to figure out what, what is your ultimate goal and how you want to approach it because there are lots of ways to potty train you go online you look up books and there are lots of different recommendations um there's those like train your baby and or your child in three days where basically you're living in the bathroom for the first three four days but it teaches them really really quickly or there's a more laid back approach where you take them on like a time uh, around routines with a timer so figure out what will work best for your life and and where you want to start um think about rewards and reinforcement because um potty training is really hard for the kids it's really a goal that's really important for the parents um but kids don't really care about it at this point so you need to make sure you have some good motivators ready to go so that the first time it does happen you throw her a party so mm. when she goes pee pee or poo poo in that potty we are like mm -hmm. giving her a scoop of ice cream or something yes okay okay yeah so just have that on hand so when she does we'll do that that'll be fun i like that 
Yeah, um, have that on hand and make sure that she, if you can, sort of reserve it just for potty training so that she doesn't get to have it any other time for the time being so that when she does go and she gets it, it's like extra special and extra important. Okay, that's good. So I guess like when you were talking about plans and, you know, there's like the three-day thing and whatnot, I, I mean, ideally, I want to do it slow and steady. I think okay. something like the three-day thing, and I've even read uh, people just leaving their kid diaperless around the house, mm-hmm. and then they just like poo everywhere, and then they go commando when they go out of the house so that they know the second they're wet and they know the feeling. That just seems so <laughs> stressful. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I've been reading about it. I don't know how popular that is, but it seems so yeah. stressful, and that that really makes me nervous. So I can't imagine what that does to the kid. Um, so we feel strongly, I think it's just about doing it at a casual pace. So what's what's the best way to go about it at a casual pace? Like just keep bringing her in with us? Yep. So start with just keep bringing her in with you, have her observe. If you have, um, I know she doesn't have older siblings, but um, perhaps a cousin or a friend, it's sometimes helpful to watch another kid do it. Um, just observational learning sometimes works a little bit um, better with kids, but absolutely, if that's not available, then parents are just fine. Um, get all your potty training books, you know, your Elmo goes to the potty and all of those, everybody poops. Um, there's actually lots of great YouTube videos too that people have put together um, kind of like little social narratives about potty training. Um, I recommend those of it as well so there's a lot of great resources out there that are free um, or at your public library there's lots of books that you can take out um, for them to sort of start talking about it and learning about it Um, and then periodically just start taking her to the potty sit her on there and just let her know uh, try to go pee try to go poop and just just wait for that first time she does it and when she does that's when it's really important to have that big bang reward ready on hand and be delivered as immediately as possible so that she learns, whoa, I did something really great. (laughs) They recognized it. I need to keep doing this. That's awesome. And then, so as a consultant, where are times that you see parents going wrong or, you know, potty training goes bad? Um, So... Sometimes if the kids are just not ready, perhaps, um, you know, you're ready or you feel that they're ready, but they kind of go too hard, too fast. Mm -hmm. And um, they'll might have some initial success. You might see some regressions um, if they're just not quite fully ready, either physically or cognitively. Um, Sometimes if they split their time between multiple environments and uh, parents or, or the other caregivers aren't as consistent, that can sometimes make things tricky. Sometimes you'll see regressions too if they're sick, like if they have the flu or whatever, um, you might just see that they've taken a few steps back and that's okay. You just meet them where they're at and, and restart the process. Okay, awesome. Shane, do you have any more questions for Agata? No. <laughs> All right, Agata. <laughs> Thank you yes. so, so much. What is your Instagram handle? I want people to check Thank you out. Thank you, guys. So you can find me at little.bears.potty on Instagram, and you can shoot me a DM or check out some of my older po- posts with some advice. Um, and, yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great night, Agata.
Awesome. Thanks, guys, and good luck. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. I like using the line going too hard and too fast in regards to potty training. That was making me laugh a little bit. For some reason, I thought it was funny when you asked her what her business was. Just (laughs) talking about toilets. Going to do my business. Going to do my business. It's like, so what is your business? (laughs) But uh, she's in the poop business. And I think that is uh, so necessary, obviously. I mean, there's business in every aspect of parenting and child rearing. But uh, the poop business definitely won because we do know nothing. Because mm-hmm. this is child rearing in a sense. It's all child. Oh. <laughs> they're pooping out their rear. Yeah, no, exactly. I like it. Um, one more question I actually didn't write down um, that somebody asked was, uh, how did we feel when the caller from Costa Rica told us that she predicted that we would lose our baby? I, thought I was feeling like this is kind of funny. I liked uh, how bold that caller was. I don't get offended easily, so I was like, I'm loving this. Like, and when she said that we would be pregnant oh, she after said, a she year. Oh, she said not to get pregnant uh, until a year. It wouldn't be successful yeah, until and a may- year. Who knows? Maybe she's right. Can you imagine if she was and we just keep miscarrying for the next year? You never know. And even if she was right, it's not to say that she is actually clairvoyant or sees visions or whatever. Like, And maybe she does. I don't know. It was but fascinating. There are weird coincidences that happen all the time in life, and sometimes you choose to believe that you can just see these things, and sometimes it's just nothing more than a coincidence. But I was enjoying it. I was having fun mm-hmm. with listening to her. I like that kind of stuff. I like that type of person. Uh, so, how were you feeling? Um, I was taken aback, totally taken aback <clears throat> initially because that was like the last call I was expecting, and that was the last thing I was here, like expecting to hear. And I was like very shocked because a part of me is like, this is possible. Maybe it's possible. Maybe mm-hmm. she did, you know, and because um, I do keep my mind open and things like that. And uh, yeah, I was I was pretty fascinated by it. I'm like Shane. I wasn't offended at all. I was uh, really fascinated by it and just want to put the call out there. Any other clairvoyant followers, please call in. We'd love to have you. Well, I like it, too, because it just shows we're not just taking straight-laced, typical callers. We'll take anyone, and we won't edit it out. We yeah. will keep it in there just because it's a little bit different than you might normally yeah, hear, I and I it. like that. Yeah, it makes yeah. it so much more fascinating. Love it. So if you have weird friends, if you have clairvoyant friends, if you have any friends who have someone to say to Shane and I, get them on the line. Yeah, we won't be offended. No, never. But I am feeling a little sick right now. I think everyone in the world is ill. To some extent right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm sleepy and I want to kind of go play NBA Jam. No, not NBA Jam. <laughs> Toe Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> well, uh, guys, we're signing off to argue over video games. but thank Will you-, you actually play with me? Tonight? Of course. Okay. I love it. I won't be mean. I love it. I'm addicted. But, uh, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, have a great night. How do we sign off again? Thank you for listening to This, this Family, Family Tree Podcast. Podcast. Episode 14. There you go.